Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Joining me today, we've got Kamani Young. He's the associate head coach over at UConn. Coach Young, thanks so much for taking some time to join the podcast today. No, no problem, Jared. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I, I know we're getting you at, at a busy time here and more importantly, we're, we're at about the halfway mark of the season here. To start, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the team at this point in the season here about at the halfway mark. You know, what's impressed you about this team so far? Yeah, we feel we feel really good about our team. Um, you know, I think if, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, you would tell us would be, you know, 11 and 4, um, you know, and, and three and two in the Big East, we would say, you know what, that, that's probably right where we need to be with so much potential to be better. Um, you know, so so we feel like, you know, we've done some good things. We've battled some injuries. We've battled some adversity dealing with COVID and things like that. Um, but we're in a good position with, with only upside ahead of us. As you look at the, the rest of the schedule and what you've got the rest of the season, if you're looking for some areas of improvement for the team or where you're looking to see the team continue to develop as the season goes on, where are those for you and the coaching staff? I, I think it's just consistency. You know, I just think it's consistency. If we can get all of our, you know, top guys playing well at the same time, I think that you can truly see the potential of this team. Um, and I think that's a challenge with all teams across the country. Um, you know, with guys being out at times with COVID, you know, again, we, we battled some injuries with Adama and Tyrese. Um, and then we got some young guys that we're trying to bring along, you know, through, you know, with trial through fire. So, you know, we feel like if we can just get everybody clicking on all cylinders here soon, we'll be a really, really good team down the stretch. You mentioned the adversity there, whether it's the injuries or, or the COVID pause there. I know that that COVID pause came at a tough time. You guys were coming off a, a really nice road win at Marquette. During that time off, what were you able to do to, to continue building some momentum? I, I know it's always tough right at the start of conference play to, to then have to shut down for a couple weeks there. But how were you able to continue to build that momentum and, and stay, stay strong coming out of that pause? Yeah, Jared, that was, that was pretty tough. You know, there wasn't there wasn't much we could do. I mean, there were days where we had, you know, five or six guys in practice, um, you know, so all we could do is really try to stay positive. We, we, we got a lot of shooting in. Um, we tried our best to, uh, you know, keep these guys conditioning at a manageable level um, through our strength and conditioning program. But, you know, for about 10 days there, um, it was pretty tough to keep building on our continuity um and having guys keep getting better um but we did the best we could and gradually we got guys back and and you know we've been able to get better every day since i think it's tough for for fans to maybe appreciate what it's like going through that pause and then coming out and you got a tough opponent in seton hall how how tough is it to come out of pretty much limited you know if any basketball activity for almost two and a half weeks and then be expected to get thrown right back into some of these really tough big east games yeah, I'll tell you what, if I can remember correctly, I think Isaiah had one full practice and RJ may have had two um, wow. after being after being away from the team um, for 10 days. And that's that's pretty hard to do. And 
um, you know, we, we were we were we were worried going into that Seahawks game just because you don't know. You don't know how, how guys are going to respond after having a pause like that. Um, but they showed tremendous toughness and resilience um, in that game. And we still had a chance to win, um, you know, but, but you, you, you give us that game again, um, you know, with everybody in, 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 in great shape and at full capacity. Um, you know, I feel like we could have got out of there with a W, but um, so be it. It was a learning experience. Um, you know, I think we showed the potential of our team with how hard we played and how well we played in that game. And we just got to keep getting better and we'll, we'll see them again at home. A couple of the guys you mentioned there in Isaiah and RJ, you've got Tyler, Tyrese, some of these older guys on your team. How advantageous is it for this team to, to have so many veterans on this team, especially in a conference like the Big East that's so, so tough? Yeah, it's a strength of ours. You know, it's a strength of ours. Those guys have seen um, a ton of adversity since they've been here. You know, you look at a guy like, look at two guys like Isaiah and Tyler um, who've gone through hell and back. You know, they, they get here and, you know, the program wasn't in a good spot when they got here. They go through a transition of a coaching change. Um, we had to go through our, our, our bumps and bruises, um, you know, our first year or two. And, and, and now they're in a position where we're having some success. So, you know, they know what it takes to be good. They know what it takes to win. Um, they've seen a ton of these, you know, just tough game situations, late game situations, playing on the road. Um, so I think having guys like that in your program, and you could add RJ and Tyrese into that, you know, into that mix as well, because they've seen a ton over their, their, you know, four and five year careers in college also. When you talk about uh, Isaiah and Tyler being there from the start, when, when you, you and Coach Hurley took over here, what's it like from a coaching perspective to see them grow and develop in, into the players they are today? I, I feel like that has to be one of the more satisfying aspects of the job uh, outside of winning is really seeing the, the growth and development of guys like Isaiah and Tyler. Yeah, this is, this is um, I mean, it's one of the more gratifying you know parts of being in college basketball because Coach and I talked about it all the time, like, you know, those two guys chose to play basketball at the University of Connecticut, right? They, they didn't choose to play for Coach Hurley or, or, or anyone else. So it was our responsibility, um, you know, to get them to buy into what we're trying to do and to develop great relationships with them with where they felt like, you know, playing at Connecticut was still a great choice for them. And lucky for us, we were able to do that. Um, and you look at those two guys, I mean, they, they mirror – um, everything that we're about, you know, they're both hardworking. They're both great kids. Um, they both have really maximized their potential as students with both already having their degrees in hand. Um, so, you know, when you got guys like in that, like that in your program, it's easy to coach and it's easy to build the program the way we're trying to get it to. Uh, another guy I want to bring up, and, and I know you were heavy on the recruiting trail for him in New Jersey, and that, that was, uh, that's Adama Sanogo. And you mentioned adversity earlier. He, he's had to certainly deal with it coming back from, from the injury. But it seems like he, he's really, you know, he, he showed what he could do early on, and he's especially turned it on of late in these, in these Big East games. Give us your thoughts on, on what he's been able to do for the team this year. Yeah, I, th I think we said it when, you know, when we recruited Adama, like that kid is going to go down as one of the special, special players in this program history, in this program's history. And, um, you know, you can't say that lightly when you have the kind of history and tradition that this place has. Um, but but his character and his makeup, you, you don't see very often. And, um, you know, I think people are starting to see it out on the court with his production. But, you know, how he approaches the game, um, 
you know, how he just goes about everything that he does on a daily basis. It's what's helped put up, put our program in the position that we're in now. I mean, that dude is, is, is solid as they come. Um, when you're talking about a guy that's maximizing his potential as a player and as a, as a student as well. From a coaching perspective, and, and I think, you know, from, from people who are watching the games, when he's out, you know, it, it definitely does seem like a bit of a different team. Take me through from a, from a coaching perspective, the, the impact that he has when he's in the game and, and how he's, you know, how the team is different when, when he's able to, you know, have that, have that impact. Yeah. I mean, people talk about, um, positionless basketball, right. And that, you know, how the game has changed and the three point shot is so important, all those things. And a lot of those things are, are true. And, and I get it. Um, but the game is still played from inside out. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, like, if you're closer to the basket, you have a better chance to make it. I mean, that's just like, that's just common sense. And, you know, I think that when, when, when we can have it, when you have a guy like that on the floor, it just opens so many things up for our other guys. You know, Tyler gets cleaner looks. Um, RJ, the lane is just, people can't just clog the lane when you got a big guy like that, that you have to honor when you throw the, the, the ball inside to him. So he just, he makes the game so much easier um, you know, a team may be on a run and you know you got a guy you can throw it inside to that can give you a great chance to get a basket or a foul to help stop the momentum of, of, of your opponent. So there's just so many different things that he does on the court that makes us better, um, you know, when he's on the court, which is which is a much better team. We're talking uh, today on Wednesday after the, the first game this week against Butler and I wanted to pick your brain a little bit on, on- two guys that, that, that stood out to me and I think we've started to see him really blossom of late and, and that's Andre Jackson. What's his impact, you know, been for this team? It, it looks like he's really becoming a, a pretty consistent three-point shooter, which really opens up his game. We're, we're seeing him sky for some great rebounds, push the ball up the court. What, what's impressed you most about him during this stretch he's been on? Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I've, you know, I've been here since, since his first day on campus and um, you know, I've been around this game my entire life. This is my 10th season as a college coach, and I've never seen a guy that works as hard as he does on his game. Like, I've just never seen a guy that spends as much time in the gym as he does um, because it means so much to him and he wants to get better. Um, so to see him have the kind of success that he's having now is just extremely gratifying as a coach. Now, um, you know, the three-point shooting is great, and you see him become more confident and comfortable on the court as a playmaker. Um, but the thing that stands out to me the most is the spirit that he plays with. You Definitely. know, like, you, you never, you know, you never worry about um, him being ready to go. And, you know, when you're coaching young people, that's not always easy. And, you know, I have a, I have a saying that, that we like to use with, with Andre is, you know, you'd rather turn down a uh, you'd rather turn down a Bronco than warm up a corpse. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, sometimes sometimes there's instances where you got to turn them down a little bit. But, you know, I'd rather be in that position and trying to get a guy ready to go. Um, so when you got a guy like that on your team, you know, his energy, his enthusiasm just permeates throughout our program. Um, and you're just seeing it translate to success on the court now. Another guy who who impressed me uh, yesterday, and and I know UConn fans have been have been waiting to see him continue to break out and grow it as a freshman is Jordan Hawkins with with fourteen points last night. Take us through the development of, of Jordan as a freshman and what you're looking to get out of him and, and how he's been able to grow already since his you know few months here at UConn. 
Yeah, Jordan, listen, he, he's got tremendous talent. You know, he's got tremendous upside. His future is as bright as anybody else. You know, anybody's in our program. Um, and, and there's not many guys across the country with this kind of talent and upside. Um, but, you know, to go back to our, our point earlier, there's so many older players in college. It's making it hard for young players like that to have maybe the instant success that we've seen in past years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was looking at Texas Tech game last night against Iowa State and you know they got 24 year olds you know they got a kid on their team that's 24 25 in June they got four starters that are all above 22 23 and those are the guys and teams that you know these 17 18 year old um, young players are playing against that that's not easy um, you know so he, he he's coming into a tough situation that way you add on the fact that you know we'll take James Booknight for example you know mm-hmm. He came into this program and we were so, um, you know, desperate for talent and, and, and athleticism and just a guy that you can put on the court that, that could make plays that he got right in there. You know, Jordan is coming into a program with older players already on our roster, higher expectation, and we're in the Big East. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a different um, there's, a, there's a different measuring stick than, than, you know, James had that way. And, you know, he's handling it great. Um, you know, it's great to see him have the success that he had last night because he's been working his butt off. He's a great kid to coach. Um, and I think it's just one of those things. It's a process. And, and you know, he'll get better. And, and, and by late in the season, that dude is going to be, um, you know, a, a great player for us. Looking at, at the schedule this week, I, I, I've got to ask, because you don't see very often teams playing the same team with, with a day's turnover there. What's it like from a coaching perspective in terms of scouting? Usually you've, you've got at least a, you know, a couple weeks before you see another team again. And I know you're somewhat used to playing a, a relatively back-to-back game, whether it's in one of those tournaments like you guys were in this year down in Atlantis. But this time you're prepping for the same team again. How does that change, and what's that like heading into the game tomorrow against Butler? Yeah, I guess I could tell you after the game. Um, <laughs> like, we're, you know, we, we, this, is, this is uncharted territory for us. But, you know, we'll prepare the same way. You know, um, we'll, we'll watch the game today on the plane. You know, we'll break it down. We'll, we'll usually put a, uh, you know, 20 to 30 minute, um, you know, video session together for our, for our guys on things that we did well and things that we need to improve on. Um, you know, the one thing I think that helped us is that we got the win. We played well enough to win, but there's still a lot of room for improvement. Um, so I think that we'll, we'll still have our guys attention. Um, it's a big East game. So that, you know, that, that comes with its own pressure and its own relevance right. in and of itself. So, you know, our guys know how important that is. Um, you know, there's really no time for any excuses or any other thing on, on our mind but winning. So um, I'm sure we'll, we'll have, have already, you know, have our guys ready to go. I've got to ask, how tough are these Big East games, whether it's on the home or, or, or on the road? You're seeing all these games across the league being just really close, hard-fought games, going to overtime. I, I know UConn's had, had some overtime games that, that they've had to deal with. How, how tough is the Big East top to bottom here? I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's the toughest league, you know, top to bottom, just because it's all about basketball in our league. Like, it's all about basketball, you know, and, and there's so many natural rivalries in our league that, you know, that 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 always amplifies the intensity of the game, um, you know, from from that from that perspective. Um, 
you know, a lot of these kids grew up in the Northeast. A lot of these kids have played against each other since they were young players. Um, there's so many backstories, you know, in, in this league. So it makes it, you know, as competitive as any, any, any basketball conference in the country. And everybody knows what's at stake. You know, you got Villanova, who's been the gold standard in our league. Everybody's trying to knock them off the porch. Um, and, and, you know, you got great, great programs. You know, Providence has had success. Seton Hall, Xavier, you know, we're, we're trying our best to get towards the top of the league. So, um, St. John's is doing a great job and, and, you know, with their, with their playing style and they got older players and, and a great scorer and NBA player in, in Champagne. So, um, you know, top to bottom, man, anybody could beat you if you don't come ready to play. DePaul is doing a great job. Um, you know, you just got to come out ready to play and, and, you know, winning is, 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 is the goal every night. What's it like for you to be a part of the Big East, having grown up in the area, being a, being a New York guy? Yeah, it's exciting. You know, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be, you know, coaching at UConn, I would have laughed at you. You know, I grew up in New York City. I remember my first games watching as a kid were like, you know, St. John's, UConn, St. John's, Boston College, you know, um, in, in the late 80s. So, um, you know, I'm excited as anybody. It's, it's the highest level of our game. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about, it. I'm at a great place being at UConn with, with the history and the tradition, um, and a tremendous fan base. So, um, I'm, I'm definitely living the dream. I'll, I'll get you out of here on this one. You, you've been at UConn now four years since coach Hurley has started here. What's it been like being a part of this team's growth and, you know, rebuilding the culture here, being here from day one to where it is today. And how excited are you about the future of this team? Yeah, it's been great. You know, it's been great trying to uh you know when you walk into that place and you see the banners and you see the national championships and the final fours and all the lottery picks like you know what's expected of you um and and you're, you're reminded of it every day so you know we, we this it's been a it's been a process um you know i'm excited about where we are right now i'm excited about where we're heading um we just gotta you know keep doing a great job of recruiting and, and, and coaching and, um, you know, making the people that are important proud. Well, Coach, I really appreciate the time, uh, especially with the quick turnaround to, to face Butler again tomorrow. But thank you so much for coming on, and, and best of luck to you and the team the rest of the way here down the stretch in Big East play. Nah, Jared, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. It's been real. Um, let's go. Go Huskies. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter, at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.